you're anything like us, you've been hearing a lot about CBD lately. So much that you're sometimes left wondering, where should I begin? Enter Charlotte's Web. As a CBD industry pioneer, they believe that natural shouldn't be the alternative and that Mother Nature knows best. By the time customers receive a Charlotte's Web product, it's been tested more than 20 times. That's why they're known as the world's most trusted hemp extract. Whether you're looking to restore your sense of calm, manage everyday stress, recover from all those at-home workouts, or maintain healthy sleep cycles, Charlotte's Web has something for you. From tinctures to topicals, capsules to gummies, even CBD for your dog, Charlotte's Web invites you to trust the earth. Follow Charlotte's Web CBD on Instagram and to shop, visit charlottesweb.com and use the code off the gram for 15% off. Cannot be combined with bundles or bulk products. Cannot be combined with other discounts, rewards, points, or auto ship discounts. I need to listen to how I'm moving when I do my practice. Am I moving in a way where I'm trying to exercise my way out of something? Or am I moving in a way where I'm paying attention to how I feel and and being kind to myself, whether it's yoga or fitness or whatever? It's not that yoga is the only time to be good to yourself and fitness is the time to beat yourself up. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with you to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. From my daughter's bedroom. Ah! Woo! What's up, Woo! people? <laughs> Yay! Everybody right now. Should we start there? Where is everybody right now? So, Megan, you're in New Jersey in your daughter's bedroom. I am in New Jersey in my nine-year-old's bedroom. It's the quietest place in the house. I have fully allowed my three kids to play video games for the next hour because I really want to be left alone. So that's my that's my truth right now. They are playing video games, not homeschooling. Tablet time is king. Heidi, where are you? I mean, I had to come to a vacant neighbor's home to use their Wi-Fi. So, you know, mom life. To, yeah, hashtag mom life. Absolutely. But uh, hopefully I will not be interrupted since no one is here in this home. Um, my only issue is that they have cats in real life when they are actually here. And I'm like cats? crazy allergic to cats. Oh, yeah, no. And so my eyes are already like, and so hopefully I make it. Okay. All right. Well, stay with us. I am in Maine. So we, uh, we hightailed it out of New York. Um, and we have been in this kind of really interesting parallel universe where, that we thought we were going to be in for two weeks. And now we've been here for like ever. Um, so then Heidi, why don't you intro our last guest and we can find out where she is. I can't wait. Okay. So listen, we are so excited to welcome one of my very favorite humans, friends, movie co-star, and one of my most impactful teachers in yoga and life to our show today. She was dubbed the Yoga Rebel by New York Times in 2011 for her revolutionary approach to yoga, devoid of Sanskrit, chanting, Hinduism, forceful adjustments, overpowering incense, or pretension. And since then, our guest has built a global yoga empire, starting with Strala, her revolutionary approach to being, moving, and healing, which is now taught worldwide in over a 100 countries and in 30,000 schools across the U.S. 
She has authored many best-selling books, has been profiled by the New York Times, Times of India, the Times UK, and featured in most major national and international magazines. She is a sought-after speaker on topics of entrepreneurship, health, and well-being. Her work has been profiled in a case study by Harvard University when she isn't teaching in other countries or shooting videos or IGTV lives. She can be found giving private yoga lessons to Deepak Chopra and most often dancing up a storm with her adorable three-year-old daughter, Daisy. Please welcome the one and only Tara Stiles. Yay! It's so embarrassing to hear your bio read out loud. <laughs> well, Somebody obviously must have wrote that for me. <laughs> I took a few uh, liberties. Can we add? I wish everyone, you have the most beautiful, glowing skin of anyone on the planet, and I'm having such skin envy now. It makes me want to go, like, wash my face at least. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's nice. Well... I haven't been doing anything for that. <laughs> maybe just maybe that's the, the the secret we need to not do all the things that we think that we needed to buy and put on in this um, quarantine time has probably taught me to just let it all go and see where the chips fall. <laughs> for well, sure, they're falling in all the right places, Mama. I am like, I am in awe of your skin right now. I just had to say it out loud. <laughs> that's nice. I think we all are staring at her glow. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, we can see in our little Skype circles. Uh, Tara, where are you located? Uh, we are hunkering down at home in Brooklyn, um, which has been fine. You know, I've got friends in different cities, not so much you guys, because you guys know New York, but people see the news and they think that we're all in sort of um, a really scary place. But, you know, I, I think we're all kind of just in the same boat. We're staying inside just like everyone else. And, you know, listening to all the smart people, sending one member of the family to the grocery store. Mike actually goes with with Daisy's stroller to the grocery store and just loads it all up. Time to look like a crazy New Yorker. Nobody cares. Nobody's outside. So we're fine. We have no legitimate complaints here. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, Well, we are all finding new ways to stay occupied. Um, so we always start with our weekly catch-up topic, and I think this week, Heidi, you had a good one, right? Well, considering our guest, I really wanted to talk about, in times of COVID, since this is like a much bigger thing now, what's your favorite IGT live, IGTV live to tune into? Because um, I got to hop into one of Tara's daily IGTV live yoga classes that she's offering every weekday at 8 a.m. right now. And it was pretty much magic. So I figured I'd ask you guys, what else? <laughs> well, I'm addicted to IG Lives. I mean, like literally addicted. And I was doing this. Um, I, I actually did a series on my IGTV called Quarantine Tone, where I was um, basically documenting all the workouts I was doing every day. And it became so overwhelming that I like started making grids. And like it was very hard to keep up with everything. So I kind of went through this like, trajectory of trying to know everything that was happening on IG live to almost then some days just taking more of like a gambler's choice approach where I would just be like, I want to work out. 
at 9 a.m. I'm just going to hop on and pick one that looks cool. So I've done it both ways. I will say this. I love Tara. I love your live. I've been on your live many days. No, seriously. I'm like loving it. It's so funny because when you joined the Skype, I was like, oh, I know that living room. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get so excited. Your famous living room. Rug. The rug makes me happy. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me happy. For many, many years in many oh, wow. different apartments. <laughs> I love it. And it's so cool, actually, how we're seeing everyone's apartments. Like it's a very interesting window into people's worlds. I'm also loving Keone Hadoba, who's a, a trainer at Barry's Boot Camp. And he was actually the trainer in the class where George and I got engaged because we got engaged in a class in Barry's Boot Camp, at Barry's Boot Camp. Um, so he does uh, something called quarantine every morning at nine, which I really enjoy. And then also this, there's like another girl, and this is one of those cool things that happened. I must have followed this girl at some point. I don't really know her. Obviously, something struck her, struck me about her. Um, her name's Steph Ottominelli, um, Steph Auto Yoga. So one day I jumped on someone else's live and like, to be honest, I wasn't really feeling it. So I was like, okay, Jamie, just go on and just click on something. And I'm, you follow enough people, there's got to be something cool. And I clicked on this girl and I found this new person that I've just been like obsessed with. And that's one of the cool things that's happening right now. Um, Steph Auto Yoga has just become a new favorite of mine. She teaches a yoga sculpt and I really like it. And then finally, I discovered another woman that I've been meaning to take her class at Soul Cycle for a million years. Her name is Hallie Becker, home, Hallie Homegirl. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, she's cool too. And, and I started doing her lives. And so and now we've become really, really good friends. And we've been talking. We actually FaceTimed just to get to know each other better. But what a cool that we really did. Like I'm making all of yeah, I'm making all of these new friends. Like we started communicating and she was like, do you ever just feel like you knew someone in a past life? Like we should just be real friends. And I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Cosmic fist bump. I'm into it. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually really enjoying this as somebody who always used to say, I'm just not a workout at home type of girl. Um, I've actually come to find something that I love now. I I'm so I'm I'm not as versed in the uh, social Instagram world as all of you guys. So the IG lives kind of scare me and I don't really understand. I've done Zoom workouts and I've got my Peloton and I'm going for runs, but I'm so intimidated. Like, I don't understand the world of live. Like, how do you find one? How do like what I don't understand? No, that's a good question. No, it's a good I'm, question. I'm laughing because Jamie did explain it. Was it like, was it on Cheddar that you explained it? She was doing a workout thing. I did. I did an interview on Cheddar TV and I said, I understand it can be very overwhelming and hard to, it seems like it's hard to find them. A couple of tips that I gave. Number one, um, it, you know, if there's a trainer that you know you love working out with, like Megan, I know you love Chelsea Palladino and it's great that she does uh, Zoom workouts. But if there is somebody like that, go to their page. A lot of them are listing their live times. And like this girl, Steph Ottominelli, like she, I just went to her page and it says, oh, I do a yoga sculpt class every Monday and Friday. So I log on to her page at 515 Mondays and Fridays and I take the class. It's 45 minutes. I like it. But um, also because we're like fitness friendly people, just make sure you're following a lot of the different studios and trainers at those, uh, those studios that you like, as well as places like Women's Health, Pop Sugar Fitness, all those types of people are offering workouts. And 
they tend to start at the same times that a class would start at a gym. So 8 a.m., like Tara's, 9 a.m., noon, 5 p.m. So if there's a time you like to work out, I recommend just hopping on and seeing but what's there. Like, and if you like it, go back tomorrow. Like they can't see you. And if you're not feeling it, can you just <laughs> like tag out? Like That's correct. It's not rude. Can you just like pop in and be like, oh my God, I hate this. And then just disappear. <laughs> Unless it's like 100%. Anyone in there, then they'll know, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's what like, I never want to be rude. But like, if I hate a class, I'm like, oh no, I'm stuck. You could just I leave. don't want anyone's feelings, but I'm like, I have so little time. I don't want to be tortured. They won't know. Okay. <laughs> Tara. Right, I'm going to be, I'm going to do your 8 a.m. on Monday, Tara. I like that. I can, like, that's like there. 8 a.m. I can do that. I'll shout you out. Here you go. <laughs> the whole thing about Peloton, I, we have a Peloton in our gym and I, you know, I have a lot of friends with them. Of course, like I know about it, but I never did it myself. And I'm down there in the gym with Daisy and she's lifting these little two pound weights, like falling over backwards. I'm like, well, I'll just try the Peloton. And this instructor got on and she was, you know, just so beautiful and amazing. And the first, my first thought was, can she see me? Oh my God. Like I look like crap right now. <laughs> Was it Kendall? I'm obsessed with Kendall Tool. And then I high five people. I love, I I never rode the Peloton. I've had it for a year. I got it for my husband for his birthday because I was like, you can't leave the house to work out. That's my thing at 5 a.m. So I got it for his birthday. He rides it. I like never touched the thing until quarantine. But I love it because I can high five people. I just sit there and I'm like, high five, high five, high five. Somebody high five me back. High five, high five. I forget that I'm working out because I just high five people the whole time and I love it. That's fun. Amazing. As a cycle, I have never tried Peloton, but I have a lot of friends who are instructors and I support them and love them. So I should maybe try it. (laughs) Cycle doing it at home one coming up or did I read that in my, in a dream or something? I actually texted Jamie that yesterday. Okay. (laughs) Okay, It's coming up. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it is interesting because people that don't spin probably wouldn't understand why we're all so crazy like this. But I think you're either a soul cycle person, a Peloton person or a flywheel person. And like, that's fine. I'm definitely in times like this, like a little more open minded. And I do love to ride a Peloton when I'm at my sister's house because she has one. And I, too, Heidi, have a lot of friends who are instructors, but I'm a soul cycle person. I love it. I just find it really, really fun. And I like the bikes. So I'm the kind of person that would hold out for a soul cycle bike. But at the same time, right now, you take what you can get. I mean, Peloton doesn't even have bikes. You can't even get a bike. You can't even get them. They're all sold out. The soul cycle bikes are all sold out in advance. Everybody wants one right now. I'm a spin, I'm certified spin instructor and I don't like spin. Like, I, I mean, I don't actually like it. But now that I know I can high five people and I love and I love <laughs> Uh, the lightning bolt necklace I'm like okay I'm down with this it's a way to sweat like it made me like it but uh, they're like and also you can like friend people and then you can like you can make people know my name now we could jump into classes together like it's social and I'm such a social human which is why I love the gym You'll like the well, lives then because, you know, that's what that's what it is. It's the same thing. You know, it's just your phone instead of the bike, because you'll see whatever class you join up, you'll see the same people there. And it's it's like a virtual studio in the way, especially if you're following the same 
class day after day. And, you know, oftentimes the instructor, you know, I, I got this other like silly little old phone by my yoga mat just so I could be like, oh, hey, Heidi's here. Oh, my God. She's my friend. I know her. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm just not being a, a loser in my living room, you know, doing something with my phone, you know, because it's, it's early for this. So it feels strange still, I think, for, at least for me. But that's helped me feel like I'm part of something and, you know, I mean, I'm just doing it so I don't go crazy and to give, give myself something to do. Kind of like you said, you, you have an hour to yourself right now. I give myself that hour in the morning. It was the first thing I thought, okay, I need to do yoga every day. I need to be with people. Otherwise I'm going to lose it. So maybe I can just figure out how to do this with the phone. <laughs> oh, I, love I have it. a question as somebody who's never hosted an IG live. Um, do you, so like when I like press the hearts and it like explodes on my screen, do you see them? Or yeah. You, you see them. You don't, I don't know. I don't think you can know where they come from. Right. It just looks uh-huh. like these beautiful hearts. And I got to tell you that like when I see the hearts go up, you know, it sounds so corny to be like, yay, but it, it gives you this. Doesn't sound corny. Me. They're having a good time or if it, it helps me like crack more jokes or whatever. And you notice if you're, you know, if you're doing a good job, you get those. It's like being at the club and it's woo woo, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So but when you, but when people comment, you, you can see the comments and then uh, that's what I love about the IG lives. So Megan, they don't know when you leave, but when you, when you do stay and you comment, it really, I'm finding a huge sense of community. And I take a few classes um, during the day that there's the same people there every day. We're all chatting with each other. And it really is neat. I mean, Megan and I have been doing a Zoom class together with her trainer. You and let me tell you, uh, no, I couldn't. And also it was all sliders and I have a back issue. But I digress. I um, have never gotten to work out in a room with Megan before in the morning because Megan lives in New Jersey and I live in New York. And now, so funny, the first time I get to work out in a room with Megan, I'm in Maine. Without Dr. Oz. <laughs> Without Dr. Oz. Yeah, kind of yeah. Well, and my so, sister took that class with me too, which is like, my sister has yeah. four kids, lives in a different town. I'm like, I'm working out with my sister on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's like the best thing ever. Yeah, That's it's cool. So with all of these at-home workouts, I, it's actually a great segue because I want to get into like Tara land here. But let me just quickly kind of touch on our sweat this this week because um, my sweat this item, I got to pick it this week and it kind of came from all of these at-home workouts I'm doing. I actually find myself working out more during quarantine than I have even in the past, but I found something that I'm loving and they actually, I was so obsessed with them that we reached out, we've been chatting and they partnered with us to bring uh, this podcast to life today. So it's, it's Charlotte's Web CBD. Now I was never the biggest CBD ingester. However, CBD as a topical product, I find very interesting. So I've been trying some of their recovery-based topicals, and they have a really cool range of products, including this one that I love that's like a hemp-infused balm stick with CBD, and they have one that's cooling. Um, One of the things I'm loving about their topicals is that the new formulations have like two times more CBD per ounce. If you actually look at the container, I was like, damn, that's a lot of CBD. And I'm really, really loving it. It's great like when you first wake up or right after a workout or kind of right before you go to bed to target that specific area of the body that needs a little bit of extra care. So they're actually known as like the world's most trusted hemp extract. It's a really, really, um, they were kind of one of the innovators, the pioneers of the hemp industry. Uh, So we actually have the director of education, Jen Palmer, who's going to chat with us a little bit about the brand. Well, Jen, we are so excited you're here with us today. So we have Jen Palmer, director of education 
for Charlotte's Web. Welcome. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. So I've been loving your products. I was just talking about them with the girls. So I'm somebody who's had sometimes, you know, some fear around CBD. Um, It took me a while to kind of like jump into the trend. But what I was using most recently is your topicals. What are some of the most common ways just in general you're finding people are using your CBD products right now? Well, that's a great point. Um, A lot of people who are new to this and who are a little bit hesitant, like, for instance, my parents, they are a little bit older. um, They are confused about what is hemp and marijuana, and they just were a little scared of it. And so for them, it was really great to start with a topical. And that's kind of where I think a lot of newbies start. Um, and we have a lot of great topicals, as you know. Um, Charlotte's Web just came out with a lot, a bunch of new products. And I like the stick bombs or the tin Me bombs. Me too. So they have lots of CBD. They have twice as much CBD as they used to now. So we're really excited. And then I what noticed, usually they have a, a lot of CBD. Yeah, they have a lot compared to other products on the market. So they're really effective. And I think probably maybe you had this experience too. Like once you get started with the topicals and you go, oh, wow, these really work. Um, you realize they're only really working on that one particular area that you're putting them in. So then you feel like, okay, maybe I'll try taking the pill or the gummy or the capsule and see how that goes. And then you realize that you get other benefits from that too. And it's even better. And you can continue doing both at once as well. So topicals are always like a nice, safe, easy way for people to start off. And then they kind of transition into the rest of the products as well. So you talk about using both at once. So when you put a topical on your body, do you get the sense of calm? When you put it on your skin, it just works in that one area because our skin has like its own endocannabinoid system and receptors where it's using it. And it's separate from what goes into our mouth and through our digestive tract um, when we take it orally. And so they're hitting different places and working in different ways. And so therefore, you're not going to get too much. You're just going to get like different benefits that work together really well. Fascinating. So can you just tell us, just to give us all that education, what is the difference between CBD and THC? Yeah, that's probably people's first question when they start and their first big concern. And I'd like to assure people that when you're using uh, CBD from hemp, you are only getting 0.3% or less THC. So you're getting very tiny amounts of THC. CBD does not cause any kind of intoxicating effects. It doesn't make you feel funny. It just helps you maintain a sense of calm. The THC, which is in what we call marijuana, is what gives that euphoric effect or that feeling of like, oh, I think I'm stoned. And so they're completely different. Marijuana has lots of THC and hemp has lots of CBD only. And so um, you don't have to worry about feeling high from that. And um, that's why it's so great that you can use it like every day. Awesome. So if somebody is a CBD newbie, where should they start? Like, can you explain the difference between tinctures and topicals and gummies? Like what would be the right use case? Because when I first started looking into all of this, I had never heard the word tincture. And I still am not 100% sure what it means. Yeah, tincture is actually a word um, that came from more of our old-fashioned herbalists. And if you think about it, cannabis and hemp is a plant, and it's a medicinal plant. And so it really is just another herb. And the tincture means that you're getting it in like a liquid form with a dropper. And what we do is we use either uh, carbon dioxide or alcohol to extract all the good stuff out of these plants. 
And then we take that product and put it in the bottle and you're getting the CBD. And with ours, the full spectrum hemp extract, you're also getting these other compounds that the hemp plant makes that really help the CBD work really well. So with the tincture, you can take more of it or less of it, you know, whatever you're feeling like at the moment. Um, so you allows you to vary it, but you can also take it in a capsule. So it's got the same liquid, but it's in a capsule form. And then you know exactly how much you're getting every time. And, you know, it's easier to take a capsule. Sometimes you can throw it in your gym bag or take it traveling or whatever. Um, and then we have the gummies, which are delicious. I love the sleep gummies. I don't know if you got to try those yet, but first of all, they're raspberry flavored. So they're super yummy. And they're all vegan and all natural ingredients, natural colors. And they have the CBD from our full spectrum hemp extract, but they also have a little melatonin in them as well. But not a lot of melatonin. Um, it's interesting how well they work uh, for the, such a low serving size of melatonin. And so I like to take those before I go to bed, about 30 minutes before I really want to hit the sheets. And they work really well for just giving you a blissful night's sleep. So if you haven't tried those yet, let me know and I'll get you some. Yeah, totally. I'm going to have my husband try those. He has trouble sleeping. I'm oh. luckily like narcoleptic, which is great. Like I, <laughs> I, lucky one. I know it's crazy. I'm like, it's like the one thing I don't have to grapple with, but he definitely could use that. So you mentioned kind of a use case for sleep and taking it 30 minutes before. And I imagine using this correctly is really part of kind of the challenge to making it work. How do you know what dose of CBD to take? Right. That's a great question. And also one that I get asked a lot. And the answer is confusing because there's really no black and white answer. We all are very different in our biochemistry, how much we weigh, how our liver processes things, what our genetics are. So we all process CBD differently. And so the amount that I need to take might be really different from the amount that you need to take. So we, we call this the sweet spot. The way to get to your sweet spot is you start with a small amount. And that's why the tinctures are great because you can take just a little bit. And then every day you can increase it a little bit more. And then when you start to get to that level where you feel like, oh, this is the sensation I was going for, you know, maybe I'm feeling calmer or more relaxed, um, whatever it is that you're looking for. When, once you hit that point, then you know the amount that you should be taking and that's the right amount for your body. And then you just need to stay at that level. Um, it doesn't really make sense to keep taking more and more and more. You just need to find out what that sweet spot is for you. Um, so it's a, a little bit of a trick to get to that point. But once you get there, you know, you realize that's the right one for you. And I recommend taking it twice a day, especially if you're want, going for that sense of calm, which like who isn't looking for more calm these days? It's like a little crazy and we're all a little stressed out. Um, so if you take it twice a day, it kind of helps you keep more of a balance throughout the whole day. Um, and that way you will help you both stay awake during the day and also help you be more relaxed for sleeping as well. Wonderful. Um, to wrap this up, I'm really curious, how has your community shared that Charlotte's Web products have been helping them during this time? Because I can imagine that this is a very interesting time for a CBD brand to be hearing from their community. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're very fortunate that we are providing something that can help people during this time. Um, while we are all socially isolated and feeling anxious and uncertain what's happening, um, and just kind of adjusting to new life patterns and new people, maybe more people in our house all the time, or, you know, knowing people that are getting sick, 
we all just have this like low grade anxiety going on, I think, no matter what your situation is. And we do find that people are turning to CBD to help them maintain a sense of calm and relaxation. And I recommend, you know, not only taking this uh, full spectrum hemp extract, which is what Charlotte's Web offers, but also doing other things to help yourself and practicing self-care, like doing a little bit of meditation every day or a little bit of yoga. Um, I personally find a lot of benefit for getting outside in nature and just, you know, having that sense of calm, um, whatever you're able to do. So I think that the CBD program works really well in conjunction with all the other things that we do for self-care, hot bath, eating right, um, meditating, and just taking care of ourselves as much as possible. That's wonderful. Well, I know your tagline is, is it trust, trust the earth? Trust the earth. Yes. Trust the earth. So that all trust makes our sense. beautiful plants that we offer and great. Uh, it helps us just feel better every day. Absolutely, because the earth knows best. And so it's very fitting that we just kind of passed Earth Day. And, and it's really important while we're focusing on all these other crazy things in the world to remember that first and foremost, that is, you know, our home and reconnecting with nature, I also find to be the best way to find some calm. So I think that's wonderful. And I want to thank okay. you. You guys provided us a wonderful code for our listeners. So it's um, the code to use at checkout for Charlotte's Web is off the gram, and our listeners can get 15% off your wonderful products. Oh, that's great. I hope everyone stays healthy and takes care of themselves, and hopefully we'll be going back to normal soon. But thank you so much mm -hmm. for having us yeah, today. Yeah, thank you. Well, guys, that was really so amazing. Um, you guys need to all run out. And by the way, don't forget to use that code off the gram. You use it at checkout, you'll get 15% off all of their products. Okay, let's get into it, guys, because we got to get down to business here. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, to get to our topic for the day, stress. Okay, we're all feeling it. No matter how you are addressing it, we are all feeling it. I have been a ball of anxiety some days. It just depends on the day how big that ball is. With so many of us displaced from our homes, jobs, routines, and extended families, it can be hard to imagine prioritizing wellness right now. Many of us are simply aiming to survive. So despite the rainbow sparkly baths filling our Instagram feeds, because Instagram sometimes just really gives this false sense of perfection. And I know any work from home parent can hardly even dream of that being reality. But the truth is wellness doesn't really need to be picture perfect. So wellness doesn't really have to look like anything at all. It's a personal journey and it's really about how you feel. So we're so excited to have our amazing guests here today to really speak with us about this. We got to find this ease during these stressful times. So what does wellness look like right now? And what is the future of wellness? So to bring you a little bit on that, we have the queen of finding ease herself, our girl, Tara Styles. So Tara, we already jump into it with you. We need, we need you, girl. We need your calming energy more than ever. Oh my. I need you. <laughs> I think you guys are doing great. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the thing that I always come back to all the time, and Heidi's known me through thick and thin, good times and bad, is slowing down and, and to just taking a step back from everything and, and just looking around more at the big picture. And, you know, it happens when we meditate, when we do our practices, whether it's yoga or spinning or 
running or CrossFlow X, whatever <laughs> it is that we're doing, got to get that little plug in. We do it because it, uh-huh. it makes us feel better and it helps us, even if we're moving fast and, and with a lot of strength, it helps us slow down so we can have that space. Otherwise, we're you know, I, I think of it as being stuck in the washing machine of ourselves where we can't we can't get out of our own stuff enough to see to see ourselves, to pay attention, to listen to that voice that's always there that just gets completely covered up when we're stressed and anxious and feeling all the things. So, you know, I think it's the most important thing to to find just a bit of a time, a bit of a pocket to do your practice, whatever it is. And you know, I'm not a fan of forcing somebody to do something that they don't want to do, but whether it's going for a walk or sitting in silence or doing your run or doing a little bit of yoga, taking that time like it's like it's eating, like it's sleeping, like it's the most important thing in the world and doing it because it creates a huge ripple effect of simply feeling better and being able to pay attention to what's happening with you. Otherwise, you can just go through, you know, this whole time and not take in the huge gift of, well, we can actually slow down right now for real. There's not as much to do, even though there's so much to do. We have a chance to, you know, basically reinvent ourselves and reinvent how we want to be in the world and and all of that cool stuff that, you know, we're maybe too afraid oftentimes to to dive into. And, and, it, and we can't get to it unless we just simply slow down and do our practice. So I think that's you know, it's not new information, but we, we don't do it when we're stressed. It's the hardest thing to do in the world when you're flipping out and, you know, the, the kids are around the house and you're trying to get your career moving and all of these things and you're just feeling hopeless or helpless. But, you know, at least intellectually knowing that, okay, I need to slow down. I need to do my practice. I need to listen to how I'm moving when I do my practice. Am I moving in a way where I'm trying to exercise my way out of something or am I moving in a way where I'm I'm paying attention to how I feel and and being kind to myself through my practice whether it's yoga or fitness or whatever it's not that yoga is the only time to be good to yourself and fitness is the time to beat yourself up and hate yourself I think there's you know an opportunity to to be one person all of the time and it's less stressful to be one person all of the time <laughs> so I don't know if that's that's anything new or interesting, but, but I know it works. And I know it's about just changing your mindset of, of how you do one thing is how you do everything. And, you know, and noticing when you're walking around stress that, okay, I can simply slow down. I can make sure I'm movable, wiggle around a little bit, watch my breath move through me and know that I'm going to be okay. And the more I connect to that and do that, the more becomes possible with, with everything. I mean, it's amazing. It's, you know, it's funny because you keep saying, I don't know if it's new or interesting, but things don't have to be new or interesting to work. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's, I think it's new in a way where, you know, we've all been doing yoga for so long or meditation for so long, but it's, it's sort of the, how we do it. Do we do it to be good at yoga or to, you know, be able to just get that pose or can we wrap our mind around? Well, sure. We want to be able to do the movements and it's nice to be strong and physically capable, but am I doing this to feel better about myself? And I think, you know, we can really check our, our priorities and how we're having that conversation with ourselves because if we're doing things to just 
you know, hit those marks and to reach those goals. Um, we're never going to be happy when we get those goals. But if we're doing, if we're moving along in the process of our goals in a way where we're being good to ourselves in the process and and checking to see if we feel good while we're doing something that's really hard, then we have a better chance of feeling good along the way and actually hitting that goal and and being satisfied with it and maybe even doing more than we thought was possible. A thousand percent. And this is Tara. This is about Tara, but this is Heidi speaking. <laughs> you don't see us. That um, one of the biggest lessons, I mean, I learned a lot of lessons from Tara, a lot, <laughs> that changed my life in all good ways. Um, so thank you. <laughs> but one of the things that I talk about all the time, so there's two things that Tara taught me that I talk about all the time. The first one is the whole story where Tara completely flipped my thinking because I sort of lived my life thinking that like I had to sort of push through to the hard thing that I thought I was supposed to do, even though like the thing over here was just like falling into my lap that I loved. But I thought I was supposed to be going this direction because that was the direction I started going on. And just the idea of doing what comes easily rather than trying to force something you think you should be doing. That was a huge life changer for me and a game changer. It really changed my whole life and Tara will word it much better. Um, and the, but the other thing was that, you know, I always sort of knew how you are on your yoga mat is how you are off your yoga mat, blah, blah, blah. Like I've heard it a million times. I had heard it a million times. And then when I met Tara and started practicing and teaching at Strala, the, the idea that it's it's how you are on the mat, which is how you are off the mat. So practicing how you want to feel during your practice, whatever that is, will allow you to feel that way all the time because your practice is practice for life. It's you're practicing how you want to feel and how you want to be in the world. And it, it really not only did it change my practice and unlocked flexibility that I never knew existed because just the idea of just like letting go and going with the flow and just allowing ease rather than forcing just allowed that. Um, but it just also changed my life and allowed a different way of being and just sort of the ability to you know, so when I would be, you know, in a pose that could be considered challenging or whatever, and if I just took deep breaths and let go and allowed my body to just relax and open, when I transferred that into or practiced that in real life, when I was in a really challenging situation, you know, I'd be like, okay, this is no different. I'm just going to exhale. <laughs> and then like everything just kind of opens and it, it really changes life. So thanks, Tara. <laughs> Passing it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I did a post yesterday where I was just sharing this thought that I had about why I felt so called to yoga during the quarantine and the pandemic. And I think it's an obvious answer. I mean, you know, it, obviously yoga has, uh, you know, calming properties and it's a, it's a nice way to get grounded. But I think it's like deeper than that. Um, for me, it's funny. I have the same thought before every single yoga practice. And I'm like, uh, what's, what's going to change? What's it going to do? How's it really going to help? Like yada, yada, yada. Every time I've been doing yoga for how many years and I know better, but I'm always like, Oh, I'm going to do, because you know what? Sometimes what you were just saying about fitness versus yoga, it's hard for me to make myself do yoga. When I feel like I only have one hour, I have to burn the maximum amount of calories and whatever. But something about, uh, yoga has been calling to me during this time. So I've been doing it. And every time I 
am on my mat for no more than 30 seconds and my entire consciousness changed. I take a deep breath. I feel connected to my own spirit, the spirit of humanity, what's going on. I'm able to, I tend to try to escape it through a lot of workaholism. So Mm -hmm. I'm able to all of a sudden connect to both the joy of being alive and healthy and also the sorrow of what's happening, which I think is important to process that. Um, My heart just opens up and it's through, and literally I've, I've only gotten to child's pose. I mean, I've literally been on the mat for 30 seconds. For me, there's something so restorative, but also something so spiritually grounding. And I really mean it. Um, and just doing like a heart opener. Like I had like, I had like a, a flipped, flip, um, not upside down, but a rock star pose yesterday. And, I, and all of a sudden I was like, it was like, and it's always a challenging pose for me for some reason. I don't know. I don't have like a lot of mobility in my shoulders. And, uh, and, but as soon as I have this kind of really uh, vulnerable position, I'm in a vulnerable position where I'm kind of upside down and inside out and my heart is open. It's like the entire world. This is going to sound very seventies, woo woo, groovy, you know, whatever, but it's like the entire world all of a sudden makes sense. It was like something internally surrendered to the reality of what's going on. And it really is amazing how yoga delivers these moments of just like spiritual truth. And as woo-woo as that may sound, it is what it is. And I'm the biggest skeptic because I'm telling you 30 seconds before I get on my mat, every time I'm like, ah, what's going to happen, right? So <laughs> what do you think about that? What do you think about what I'm saying? I think that's perfect. And I, I, I appreciate the skepticism. I think it's healthy and essential and should be required for everybody, especially yoga people that are like, I see fairies, <laughs> you know, because that's not true. Um, yeah, it's, it's normal. It's, it's, it's human to distract ourselves. I mean, you know, I love watching the nature channel because it reminds me how ridiculous that I'm acting all day long and how I'm moving not natural in my body, how I'm worrying about things that don't need to be worried about. Of course, like the sloth doesn't need to pay their bills and to, you know, but they do need to feed their family, right? There are the same sort of general, they need to provide a safe and secure home as well. So I think, you know, we we busy ourselves so much with this idea of, I have to do this, otherwise I'm not gonna be safe. I have to do this, otherwise I'm not gonna be happy. If I don't have these things, I'm gonna lose control. And, you know, like you said, the moment you sit down, and there, I don't think that there's anything magical about yoga necessarily, but it's a form that helps you tune into you. And, you know, you may find that with gardening, or you may find that, you know, running, you may find that cycling, you may find that anywhere, but yoga is sort of, um, you know, it's a vocabulary of movement that just dissolves all of that and makes makes the you come come to the light a little easier come to the to the to the reality of of who you are and what's happening with with you um and that feels very i think for a lot of people bigger than themselves because we never feel the deepness that we are because we're so busy distracting ourselves with the the to-do list of the day and you know maybe that moment when we first wake up from a dream and we're kind of spaced in a little bit or when we're when we're having a really good kind of flow state moment with work or whatever it is we have those fleeting moments of it but you know if you can sit down breathe and connect with yourself you know whatever the form um that's that's you experiencing you and of course that can be really scary and really beautiful all at the same time absolutely it makes sense i mean i remember being a little kid growing up in the country in the middle of nowhere and just going to the woods and sitting down 
and having that same feeling. I didn't know it was yoga. I wasn't doing yoga. I was just mm. hanging out, throwing rocks into the creek, you know, <laughs> but we all have this experience and it's a human experience. And, you know, I think if there's any usefulness of yoga, it's this, okay, this is a form that works. We can all do it when we want to come back and remember who the heck we are and feel good about ourselves. Let's just agree to do this. And it, it doesn't need to be, you know, all of the, the the crazy things that it's become just like everything else just like your your fitness class doesn't need to be something that makes you feel bad about yourself or makes you feel like you need to burn calories you're obviously moving your body and feeling great everything's shaking out how it needs to be but but that's wonderful too and that can help you experience yourself if you have that mindset of okay i'm here i'm with myself i'm okay and and that's enough and i think that's you know that's what you're experiencing with yoga and i think that's you know, if we, if we don't have the skepticism, it can't exist because then we're just pretending that we're doing yoga and being awesome, you know, <laughs> like Heidi and I did this very right. bad. <laughs> so can, can we talk? We need, we need to also talk about that video because it is like friggin' genius. <laughs> we know it from experience, you know. <laughs> well, so can you guys just mention it. where people can watch it because it is so funny. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I mean, it's if you just search either of our names, it should pop up. I think that isn't the title totally enlightened with an exclamation point or something. It's yeah. there. <laughs> Originally titled Yoga Camp, yeah, but changed to totally title. But it's okay. It's so, it's so ta- yeah. Heidi's a professional, yeah. so there's that. Right now, staying healthy and hydrated is more important than ever. That's why we love Trio. Trio is low in sugar and packs electrolytes and vitamin C into a delicious drink that comes in lots of flavors. And it's plant-based, keto-friendly, vegan, and kosher. You can drink it post-workout or for an afternoon pick-me-up or mix it with seltzer to add flavor for a guilt-free mocktail. You can check them out at drinktrio.com. That's drinktreo.com. Available at Stu Leonard's, Stop and Shop, Fairway, Key Food, Food Town, King Cullen, and other fine retailers. So I have a confession. I really, I, I feel like I have to make a confession. I practice yoga. Pre, I have not done yoga once since I've been sheltering in place, and I, and I. And I'm trying to understand why it's not that I'm not moving every day. It's I'm running. I haven't run in five years. I have found that for me with kids jumping on top of me, running around in my basement, I, I can't flow and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't, it's not, it's not putting me in the mental and physical headspace that I need to be. Whereas when I can leave my house at 6am and run with nobody near me, nobody like and I have not run in years. I used to be a marathoner, but like weirdly yoga is not connecting for me in this moment. And it, I practice regularly in my real former life um, and miss my, my good vibe tribe and miss my flow and miss all of it. But it's, it's weirdly not connecting for me right now. I think that's super normal. I mean, I think it, I've been going out for runs too. And Heidi knows me. I never run. <laughs> like what? I'm like, I'm the weird one that just wants to stretch all day. But I think it's, you know, yoga, I I think it's useful for the evolution of yoga to see it as 
a tool to find yourself, but it's not the only way. It's not the only way to connect with yourself. And especially now, I mean, being invigorated, doing things that make you feel safe and protected and strong and able to be there for yourself and your family. You know, for, for me, I, I've just been doing yoga so long that I, I, I'm comfortable adjusting that. I'm doing more vigorous, more Heidi style flows than normal. I mean, usually I'm the one laying on my back, twisting a little side to side, feeling just fine, you know, but I'm like lowering and lifting a bunch of times, doing all this stuff to to bring my own energy level up. So I feel that same balance. But, you know, I think that's, that's a nice way to maybe think about yoga as bringing the balance into what you need. It doesn't need to be all relaxing or all energizing, but if you're getting that from other places, then, you know, you don't, I don't, I don't feel like you need to, you know, check off a box that I did my yoga today. I'm, I'm, I'm more calm now or whatever. I, I find it really interesting, Megan, because so Tara, we did an episode with Dan Harris, who has the 10% happier app. He's, you know, he does the whole meditation thing and, uh, one of the questions was, you know, so one of our, so Christine, our co-host that isn't on this chat because we're dropping one host for every Skype chat to lessen the crosstalk <laughs> since we can't see each other in real life. Um, she is a runner, like runner, runner, runner. And she was like, well, I find running like a meditation for me. Cause you know, the steady breathing and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, you know, I grew up swimming. So I, when I swim laps, it's very meditative for me. For me, it's about that repetitive movement and breathing. It's the breath that does it for me. Um, cause I, I just, I don't think about anything except for the breath when I'm swimming. That's all I think about. And, or if thinking about is really the right term, <laughs> it's the focus. And, um, so I just wonder how much of the things, so Megan, I'm imagining, and you can correct me that with running, is it sort of a repetitive movement where your breath is even and measured or how do you feel about that? I mean, honestly, I think it might just be the escape that like mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. nobody needs like the ditto like printed out. Nobody is feeling like I love one kid more than another because I, I was doing kindergarten homework because my my six year old can't read. That's why he was getting more attention. Um, I think it's legitimately like I just an escape. Like, I think it's like, oh, my goodness. I am all by myself right now, all by myself. Yay. <laughs> so you can tune into I feel that. I never thought I'd run again. And I'll go for an hour. Like, I'll listen to our podcast. Or, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I should probably go home. Mm-hmm. I have to feed them breakfast. <laughs> run, Megan, run. run. I'm getting, getting up. Getting up. Go, go, go. I mean, I think you just need to know it feels right. Iris. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to do what feels right Mm. for you right now. And you don't underestimate your intuition telling you what you need. Right. It's also interesting for me for a while, the first week or two of quarantine or sheltering in place, if that's the more PC way to talk about it, I stopped waking up early. Like I normally get up at like 445 for my 515 workouts. And I was like sleeping till 630 doing a 730 workout. And I'm like, why don't I feel good? And by the third week, I'm like, stranger danger, who are you? You're a person who wakes up early. Start waking up early again. And when I returned to that routine, even though the workouts weren't the same, I was like, oh, there you are, Megan. Mm. That's what I'm, I know that about myself now. And I think a lot of it is just figuring out a new routine that sort of like 
gives you some semblance of who you were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Silly 8 a.m. class. I was like, okay, I know that I need to feel like myself and I know that I need time away from those two. So <laughs> I was like asking Mike like a permission slip. Can I go out and do this in the morning? Hey, I'll make you guys breakfast first. So I come out and make their oatmeal and then shove them in there. Daisy picks up my outfit sometimes. She, I mean, she's bossy. She's like, those pants are terrible. I'm like, how do you know the word terrible? Who taught you that? <laughs> So, Tara, if somebody's going finding our our pockets of, you know, that we have for ourselves, because it's I mean, there's there's none none of that if you're if you have anybody else in your house right now. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, If somebody's going to take your Instagram live, what could they expect? Just to feel better. I mean, I'm you know, I've been trying to have it be entertaining as much as possible, but we start off the week on a Monday, kind of more strong, more kind of invigorating flow. And then throughout the week, it becomes, you know, a little bit more relaxed and more chill on Sunday. It's a pretty much straight up restorative class, but it's always about, you know, 30 minutes. I try to make it like a real life studio just for myself. So I don't feel like such a goon in my house with my phone, you know, (laughs) so just log on five minutes before just to say hi to everybody. And people say hi to each other. And, you know, we, you know, comment and high five and all that stuff. And then, then we just get going. But, you know, the way that I love to share yoga is it's not about um, the pose or the pose and the goal. It's, it's very much about softening through the movement. So it's designed to feel good the entire time, whether what you're doing is simple for you or challenging. It's, it's more about that mindset in a way. Love that. Could you just, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to yoga and like what, cause I, I don't know, we, we got your full bio from Heidi, which was amazing, but I would love to hear just like a, a quick, like encapsulation because you've done so many things and I would just love to hear like your, been around a while, you know, that's what <laughs> yeah, girl, I had to cut a lot out of the bio to fit it. I wanted to see so many things. So embarrassing. Um, I mean, yeah, I got lucky. I mean, like I said, I'm from a tiny little town and I always, I I danced growing up. I did contemporary dance and, you know, I loved just connecting with nature. I thought I would dance and I was in a dance conservatory and my ballet teacher was an ABT in the seventies. So he was in New York when yoga was, I think maybe that first wave of New York. So he brought in a very simple yoga teacher to our program. And that was the first time I ever took a yoga class. And it was the first time I ever saw somebody happy for no reason at all. (laughs) And I was like, completely hooked. I didn't think this would be a job. I didn't have there weren't professional examples of yoga teachers for me that I was aware of back then. This was the late 90s. So I just remember seeing this guy sitting in the front of the room, you know, us dancers were coming in exhausted, tired, giggling, not giving him any respect. And it didn't face him. He was just happy. And I thought, who is this guy? He can't be making a lot of money doing this. He's just happy. Um, And then when he led the class, I felt connected to myself in the way that you were describing that you were feeling, you know, like yourself and the world and all of this kind of woo woo stuff, but it all kind of made mathematical sense to me. And then my next thought was, why don't my friends do this? (laughs) 
<laughs> and why haven't why isn't this just part of life like you eat breakfast and then do this so you know i mean again this was the late 90s so i started going around and my, my ballet teacher gave me the book autobiography of a yogi so i just read the thing went to the place on the back with some you know leftover cash from you know different gigs i was doing and and just started finding these little yoga pockets here and there and then i realized why everybody doesn't do it because it's a weird thing <laughs> this weird thing and not to be you know judgmental or crazy but there's some really weird things and cults and crazy things and you know all the stuff that Heidi and I kind of poked fun of in our little video that you know you just don't have a place to release that and express that about the yoga culture so I was still just wondering why don't my friends do this so you know, like long story short, I was in New York dancing, doing doing a bunch of different things. Um, I, I ended up at Crunch Gym and there was a teacher there, Amy Impolity, who was teaching yoga. And she was the first person that had a flyer about a yoga teacher training. And I thought, this is interesting. Here's a woman with a flyer advertising this thing that I can do to learn more about yoga. And she doesn't seem too weird. <laughs> she was strange, but not that strange. So I did the course and I was 21 and everybody else in it was 45 and 50. And I thought, what what's wrong with all these people that they're doing this thing all day long? And I'm just sitting there being, you know, super weirded out, but I just did this for myself and ended up just sharing yoga with friends and I started a silly little class in Central Park just for fun and again it wasn't cool to be a yoga teacher then if you're a yoga teacher in the early 2000s like your life had failed <laughs> at least you had tried many different jobs and gone through many different relationships and then you've you rediscovered your entry in a very eat pray love way like back into the world through yoga so um yeah it was just very different then and um I still had that question why don't my friends do this so you know, I started just leading in a way that was more casual and normal, easygoing language about feeling good and not about being good at yoga and not about wearing the decorations of yoga or changing your name as Heidi and I did. <laughs> Prana and Lotus. It all comes back to that. But I mean, just to be honest, you know, I'm from the Midwest. And back when I started doing yoga, my, my mom, I told my mom about it. And she said, well, are you going to become a Hindu? And I said, Mom, the Hindus, they don't let you in. It's not like you can convert. Like we grew up Catholic. You can't convert like to Judaism. You know, like that's much more common. You like marry a Jewish guy in New York. <laughs> you either do that. Like that's normal here. But like you, the Hindus won't let you in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so it was just, you know, the cultural appropriation was totally weird. And, you know, I mean, I got a lot of criticism when I first started leading yoga in a, in a normal way of that I was disrespecting yoga. And, you know, I, I felt fine with that because I was just trying to invite my friends in and, and not to respect yoga, but to help people respect themselves. So, you know, that that's the reason that still keeps me going um, to help people find themselves through a process of yoga. Who cares about yoga? It's, there's nothing to respect. It's not a person. It's not it's not one old man. It's not Santa Claus. It's a process that can help us feel better. And if it works, great. But if it helps you to connect with yourself, even better. Because when you do that, then you know you, you have everything else available. And to me, that's valuable. To everyone, that's valuable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I mean, you know, I just want to get in one more thing. Because one of the things that I love so much about Tara's style of guiding yoga is that she starts every class as I mean, at least you did recently, <laughs> um, as far as I know, you still do with three deep breaths, which 
if you guys take one of my friends and I just randomly started noticing 1111 a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, and we were like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And she was like, I think it means we should text each other and, uh, and do something. And I was like, let's take three deep breaths every time. <laughs> and so now at 1111 every day, we like screenshot 1111, <laughs> send the text and we do three deep breaths. And it I just did it. It felt really good. I oh, saw you. <laughs> Everybody listening. Three deep breaths. Oh, chill now. It really changes your life. So good. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, also to be honest, when I started teaching yoga, I was 21 and I felt like I didn't know anything to be giving a speech at the beginning of the class about a roommate poem or I didn't understand the Sanskrit chant that they were singing in another class or I didn't connect with it. And I thought, well, if I don't connect with it, there's got to be other people that just want to connect with themselves and not connect with, you know, my idea of philosophy today. And then I have to come up with a new idea tomorrow, you know, to teach <laughs> actually intelligent doctors and lawyers who are coming to my class. They don't need a lecture from me, but I can guide them through a process that helps them feel connected to themselves. And then from there, you know, they can they can feel better. And that's that's something that I'm confident that I can share. Um, but I, I just I felt like a phony to be standing up in the front of the room, giving a, a philosophy talk and reading a poem and 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 speaking in Sanskrit and chanting, because, you know, either you connect with it or you don't. So there's the wow, I feel good about this or I don't. And I feel less than that or better than that. And there's really not a lot of ability to connect through um, through all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that. I always appreciated that, but I appreciate it now more than ever, like as I get older <laughs> and there's all these like 18 and 20 year olds teaching yoga classes or whatever they call it. Um, I'm just like, I can't, I can't listen to the 19 year old talk about, you know, something she's never experienced or something he has no idea about. It's just like, for me, I can't, it's not that I can't, I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. I just want to get on a mat, connect with myself, feel better, you know, all those things. And um, so I really do appreciate that more than ever, Kara. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, I think from like most of the mo most of the people with the most wisdom like that I've been exposed to in my life when I was a horseback rider, the people mm -hmm. that I respected most as trainers or, or as a, a yoga student, the, the yoga teachers I've, I've loved the most have always delivered a message of back to basics. And that's really what it sounds like has been the foundation of your practice and your teaching is that it does not have to be overly complicated. It certainly shouldn't be gimmicky. But back to basics is really the root of all of it. And I think if there's a great message to leave with people during this quarantine time uh, around wellness, it's it's just like maybe that's what this is all about. I mean, I think we're, we're scared of of listening to ourselves. And I love that you said back to basics, because to me, the most interesting person to anybody that I would lead everybody in the class is the most interesting to themselves. <laughs> so if we can actually listen to ourselves. There's so much in there that, that wants to talk to us. So many ideas, so many things. Basics is so um, rich and so amazing. And we, we distract ourselves with all of these bells and whistles and distractions of all kinds of sorts and in all of these ways. And, and, and it keeps us from listening to ourselves. Maybe sometimes it can add and help us, you know, with all of the, 
awesome wellness things that are out there. We can enhance ourselves. But if, if we're just using something as a distraction or if that's the value that it's providing to take us away from ourselves and, and we forget about our lives for a moment, that could be fine too. But the most valuable things, and we know it's just reality, are the ones that help us come back to ourselves where we are back to our intuition and we know what to do. We don't have to get the message from some outside place because then we'll be listening to that source until the end of time. We'll never know what to eat or what to think or what to do because we have to keep following, you know, somebody else's path. I love that so much. And I, because you also, you and Jamie just mentioned wellness again. So I also noticed (laughs) that you do some 2 p.m. IG lives. (laughs) Um, And one of the topics that you cover is what's next in wellness. So now that we've sort of really talked about what wellness can look like right now, what, Tara, do you think is next? Oh, my gosh. Well, and this (laughs) is just for me, out of my own selfishness, Daisy naps around 2 p.m. <laughs> so, I have to go out go out and talk to people in my living room. But, you know, it's something that I've been just curious about. You know, we've all, you know, I know you, you women are just doing so much in wellness and we've all been doing it for so long that you've seen almost the, for me, it just feels like it's only been happening for the last 10 years and it it gets crazier and crazier and more manic and more manic. And um, for me, it's almost developing into this idea of fast wellness, sort of, sort of, you know, go to a 20 minute yoga class and go get your 10 minute massage and then have your, have your, you know, kombucha shot on the way out the door and then drink your smoothie really fast and put it in the garbage can on the street. So you can go to your next session then go see your therapist and then go home and, you know, do your, your, whatever you're doing, but there's 85 things that we're all doing every single day to feel better (laughs) instead of one thing (laughs) or instead of choosing the one thing and, having it be simple because there's this massive industry that's telling us we need to do, you know, a million things in order to feel ourselves. But it's, you know, I think we all kind of collectively know that that's a sham in so many ways that we're just getting more and more distracted and more distant from ourselves. So, you know, I've just been curious during this time, especially that we're all, you know, house arrest, we're forced to slow down and to see, well, what's really useful. And I know, you know, for myself, The most useful things now are, you know, people out there that make me feel good about myself, people that can teach me something that I don't know, (laughs) somebody that can, you know, show me how to work out in a way that's fun and interesting and makes me feel better and ideas that will bring more joy and harmony into my life. You know, there's a woman in San Francisco. I don't even know how I found her. She's doing this live drawing class every single day for kids and it's for adults too, but like, you know, I'm doing that with Daisy and that's so much fun. And, you know, we're watching like National Geographic animals come around and do all these crazy things. But, you know, for me, the, you know, at least it's an opportunity now to come back to what's useful and to not say, well, the whole industry is terrible. It needs to just, you know, go away and we need to have nothing and no products and no, um, you know, items on the shelf and things like that. But it's more, is this thing that I'm buying or is this product that I'm using actually helping me feel better? Or is it helping me feel like I need the next thing to feel better? And where does that sort of end? And of course, that's scary because, you know, we're also part of that industry. We don't want the industry to to just go away and people think, well, I don't need anything. But, you know, we live in this time where we have sort of way too much on the table now. And it's time to 
you know, adjust and pare down. And I've been listening to a lot of uh, Emron's uh, business of fashion um, conversations, and he's talking about the future of fashion. And, you know, it's interesting because his business is much more of a, a resource than a fashion business. And, you know, he's always been talking about a lot of sustainability and how brands you know, nobody has a crystal ball, but we all have to do better because it's required. We have to be more sustainable. We have to think about is is 85 fashion shows a year actually necessary or are we just acting like lunatics going around the world trying to be fabulous? And I think the wellness industry exactly mirrors that. Are we, you know, doing all of these things so we can impress ourselves or are we doing these things so we feel good? And, you know, is is it fair to say if we do the things that we feel good that we will actually impress ourselves and impress our friends and create these real bonds and move further away from um, from the distractions and actually realize that we don't need them and we can create a lot more value with those those products and those things and those people that actually add add value and add feeling good to our lives. So I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm totally happy to have this conversation with you guys. Cause I'm just thinking about it. I know everybody's thinking about it and everybody's scared and also excited. And I think there's just a huge opportunity to, to reinvent pretty much everything right now and, and actually, you know, create something that feels good for all of us. That's amazing. It sounds so simple when you say it. I know. Yeah. That made a lot of sense, girl. <laughs> Did. Does. We're all figuring it out, you know. We all I mean, everybody wants to feel better. I went to my hometown years ago uh with that same uh crew that did that that our 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 video heidi and um and i I tried to convince them i said let's go to my hometown and see if we can convince everybody to do yoga and they got there a week before and they went around and interviewed everybody like the kids that worked at the dairy queen and the pizza hut and the bowling alley and they said do you want to come do yoga with tara and every single person said "Uh uh-uh i'm not doing that i don't want to do yoga that's embarrassing and so i said well we can't ask them if they want to do yoga we have to talk to them ask them how they're feeling, if they want to feel better, what's going on. So, you know, we went around again, we just got to know people and, you know, the, the woman at the paper has MS and, you know, I'm not going to cure her, her MS, but I can sit down with her, do some breathing. And she opened up to me. She talked to me about her daughter's problems. You know, she came to the yoga class. She felt better. You know, there's a drug problem in that town at the time. You know, I talked to some people about it. They came together, you know, two of my uncles that haven't talked in like 10 years came together. It was just, just, it had nothing to do with yoga, but just about, you know, what we all want here out of the wellness industry, which is to connect and to feel better through our various forms. And yoga just happens to be a a form to, to do it. I don't think there's any magic in that. It could be same thing coming and doing a Pilates class or a fitness class or a group run, but it's about, you know, community and getting together. And I think that's, you know, I'm looking at the 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 kind of cool pockets of of the wellness industry that that sort of seem to last and have a bigger community and they're always the ones whether you like it or do it or don't do it or you know hate it they're always the ones that rally community together and 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 have people together sharing their real life stories around whatever the thing is that they're doing whether it's you know peloton or soul cycle or yoga or any of these brands, you know, they're, they're, they can be polarizing, but the people that are in that world love each other and they, they have real value. And, you know, they, they'd be the person that come and pick you up from jail, you know, <laughs> if you're in that community. So I think we all have those communities within the wellness world. And maybe this is an opportunity to just open that up a little bit so we can all, you know, feel a little bit better together. 
I love it. I love it. It's a beautiful, beautiful place for us to kind of wrap. I really was so inspired by you. Like seriously listening to you is kind of just like drinking a cup of chamomile tea. I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you much, guys. Yes. Oh, we're so not wait, having, we, you know, we, oh, okay. we always finish with two quick things. So Megan, do you want to do the lightning round? Oh my gosh. Wait, I hope I remember the whole order. <laughs> Megan, you have a I can do it. I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd shake it up. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, morning or afternoon workout? Uh, morning. Okay. Am I supposed to answer this like a game show? Yeah. Okay, cool. Jamie does it so much better. That's why I feel nervous. Uh, <laughs> You're awesome. Coffee, tea, or matcha? Coffee. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I love. <laughs> um, oh my God! Wait, what am I forgetting, Jamie? Okay, ready. So the last one is, and this is a dumb question for Tara, but maybe she'll have some sort of an innovative answer that will surprise us. I don't know. What is your favorite workout? <laughs> Whatever makes you feel good. Okay, good. Namaste. Namaste. Now I shit the bed on that. I just felt so anxious because I was gearing up my 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 pipes for my karma call. So Megan, did you do that at home? <laughs> do what? what? Your nail polish. Oh. Did you do that at home? Can you see mine? Oh, it's I, so I bad. That's incredible. Oh my god, no. So I normally match my nails to the cover of my magazine. Okay. This is like me and my nine year old. I don't know how does anyone paint their non dominant hand? That's like so you guys, good. this I have is nothing. So yeah. scary. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Oh my okay. god, thank you. <laughs> well, Megan says the very, very last thing that we'll ask you the best. So Megan, the last thing we do is Karma Call. <laughs> Speaking of high fives, um, so Tara, it's just an actionable item for all of our listeners. Uh, just something, for example, they could do for a week every day that would change their life for the better. What would it be? Well, I think this is cool because you can do it anytime, anywhere. And it's what we've been talking about all along is slow down, then soften and breathe deep. And then if you get any information there, listen to the information that enters you because that's the good stuff. So slow down, soften, breathe deep, and listen to whatever intel is headed your way. Beautiful. Such wise words, Miss Tara Styles. Thank, Thank you, Tara. So oh, Thank you, you for being so cool. here. This was so amazing, <laughs> and it's going to yeah, help people sorry. so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel like I'm hanging out with the coolest gals on the planet. When you say breathe, it's like Kegels. I just feel like I have to do it. I'm like, okay. Totally. Just breathe. I didn't know that I had that sort of authority. It doesn't work in my house. I mean, it's working for me. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. Whatever Tara says. Okay, good. Cool. All right, guys. Don't forget to breathe out there. And also don't forget to subscribe to us so you never miss an episode anywhere where you listen to podcasts. We will be there. And also... Follow us on the gram at Off the Gram Podcast. We'll see you next time. Yay! Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>